Hey, hey, this is Coach A, and welcome to the July 24th edition. Today's post is about habits and addictions. I'm not talking about any clinical, clinically diagnosed addiction or any such thing. I am obviously not an expert. But we're all addicted to, you know, things, whether they are coping or de-stressing mechanisms we use, or just old habits that have not gone away, we cannot contemplate life without them. In all probability, we don't even think about them. They're just a part of our lives. To give you an example, chocolate ice cream. It's my jam. It's just something I cannot fathom life without. I learned a valuable lesson when I was able to stay away from my addiction. And it's not about chocolate ice cream. And that lesson enabled me to do the same thing multiple times in my life as and when I needed it. It was a tool in my toolbox that I used when I needed it, including giving up chocolate ice cream for a month. So read on to learn about and cultivate a valuable tool that could potentially change your life. What is your indulgence, right? Something which you cannot contemplate the notion of not being without it. Like thought doesn't even compute. You no, know, it brings the, the reaction, life won't be worth living or, you know, I'd rather die a couple of years early, you know, if it means if I eat chocolate ice cream and I die two years earlier than I would without it, that's totally fine, you know, that kind of thing. It is worth your while to break the cycle and deprive yourself of this crutch. There are lots of examples, right? You know, a glass of red wine with dinner, a cigarette post your meal or with your coffee, a TV show with dinner or, you know, something sweet to end the day, doesn't matter what it is. There's no judgment. There's no, oh, this is worse. This is better. None of it. It's your crutch and you use it. But you can use this and depriving yourself of it for a short period of time as a tool and a tool that you can use again and again. I'll tell you about my story and where it started off for me. Back in 2008, I was crazy in love with CrossFit. For about 15-ish months since I had started, I was just apeshit about it. I would go to bed thinking about it. I would wake up and ready to go. If I was going to uh, go to CrossFit in the evening, then pretty much post-lunch, all my thoughts were occupied with, okay, when is, you know, 4.30 going to come so I can get out? Well, class was at 6, but, you know, from 4.30, I started making preparations to, to leave and all that. I look forward to going there 
every single day. Even though I'd started from zero, you know, nearly fainting in my trial class and pretty much not finishing any workout in the first few months, I had progressed pretty well. My conditioning and my skill had improved leaps and bounds. I had lost a lot of weight. I was leaner, more athletic, more fit than I had ever been in my life. Even though I was stronger, my strength levels were lagging far behind when compared, say, to my conditioning. Raj kept prodding me to make the shift to heavy strength work and working on my gaps. But I resisted because I could just not contemplate not going to CrossFit. I was scared that I'd let go of what had transformed my life you know, and do something else that I was not that keen on and give that up and then spiral back to my old self. So every week I tell him, yeah, this week I'm going to do it, but I would always chicken out. It took me three or so months to take the plunge. Still remember sitting down to write uh, Kelly Starrett an email. It was a three-line email. It took me about an hour to write it about taking a break and you know going and doing strength work. Kelly's response was generous and understanding. So, from pretty much six days a week of CrossFit of outdoor group classes to zero. Because the shift from CrossFit to strength work, and I used uh, starting strength, is just night and day. CrossFit is about a lot of variety, kitchen sink, you know, a lot of lactic work and the, the group energy and a lot of yelling. It's high volume, medium, mostly light loads, and you just get a dopamine rush at the end of it. You are full of sweat. The other strength work, low volume, high load, lots and lots and lots of rest, and you barely make a sweat, break a sweat, I mean, because while you might lift heavy, you're doing it for five reps, and then you park the bar, and then you chill for five to 10 minutes, even longer if you can afford it. Both are hard, but they're very, very, very different. Oh, I grumbled. I whined. I wanted to go to a couple of classes a week at least to CrossFit. But I knew that wasn't part of the plan. I needed to work on getting stronger, much, much stronger than I was. And doing anything besides the recommended protocol would impair my progress and learning. I learned to suck it up. And I ambled my way into a love affair with heavy lifting. With CrossFit, it was love at first sight. Doing a 25-minute AMRAP takes a specific kind of crazy, but it brings about a, an immediate rush in you. Doing five sets of five with a load that's twice your body weight oh, is a very different kind of crazy. And it's not something you immediately fall in love with, at least for me. The cool thing is both build awesomeness in you, different kinds. But awesomeness. So I spent a year working on my gaps. Put up respectable numbers on the barbell. Well, for me, 
on the squad, the deadlift, the bench, and the military press. What I learned was how I dealt with taking my CrossFit classes to zero. Today, I know I could have done starting strength and probably one or two days of CrossFit for conditioning without much damage. In fact, adaptation-wise, it could have been beneficial. Back then, I didn't know that much about fitness. And that was a good thing too. Because it made me fall in love with the larger idea of strength and conditioning, of general physical preparation, of working on my gaps. It helped me realize that I could train on my own, not just ride the energy of a group class. It made me learn on my own and figure out how to periodize my training, how to read a training plan and contextualize it, contextualize it for myself, how to set goals, when to push, when to back off. If I hadn't immersed myself in this new mode of training, I would not have been able to learn all these. I realized it taught me that I can stop pretty much anything. It has allowed me to push my levels at discomfort. To give you an idea, a few of the experiments that I have done since then for the last 12 or so years and many of these multiple times include not consuming sugar for a month or not consuming alcohol for a month, not watching TV for a month, not reading books for a week. I couldn't make it to a month, but a week is a great, great start for me. Uh, not eating meat for a year. Just, just a few examples. So giving up CrossFit made me realize that it could go to zero on many things that I thought non-negotiable in my life. This is a valuable life skill. So, your turn. List out the top two things that came to mind that you find you know, hard to contemplate to be without. And then, go ahead and do it. Either for a week or a month. Deprive yourself of it. You will learn something cool about yourself and add a really valuable tool to your toolbox that will impact your life. And that's that for today. Thanks for listening. I will see you next weekend. You have a good one. This is Coach A signing off. Bye-bye.